0: Hello world. We're coming to you from here. Yes, thank you. Coming live from Leon Cafe. Just got my Miacchiato. Nice and warm. A double actually. We're here today with Rob Hutchinson at Felixers uh, Field Talk Podcast. We're on episode twenty-seven and really stoked and excited to talk with Rob. I've heard a lot of great things about you. Rob, thanks for coming on the show. Matt. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I'm honored. Um, so let's. I guess tradition is to take it back um, all the way to, I guess your your first experience. You know, with uh, with your bike. Like, how did how did you even start learning um, uh, how to ride? Man. How was that? So uh, to go way
1: back, I actually started out as a little punk rockin' skateboarding dude in L.A. area where I'm Good from, <laughs> and uh, moved to Vegas. Um, met a couple dudes on the streets that were doing BMX. Yeah. Kind of just messed around. Back then they didn't have skate parks, you know. Yeah. So we would go like behind Smiths and jump off stairs and do silly things. Set up dirt jumps in the desert. Uh, got going to the track at Nellis. Did a little bit of racing for uh, Hurt Us. Um Then I kind of fell off the block, you know, high school, all that stuff going on in high school. Um, college and got married and man I got big when I got married having my first kid Yeah. I was a big chunker so uh, I was hanging out with some friends at church and they were talking about um, mountain biking I was like oh that sounds fun you know I'll do that whatever I picked up a cheap mountain bike off of uh, Craigslist and t- like three rides in I just ripped the derailleur off into the spokes and just jacked it all up I was like, oh, man, this isn't going to work. So uh, I met Jared Fisher and picked up a pretty nice, for me, I mean, it was expensive, you know. Nowadays, I'm like, wow, I wish I could find a bike that cheap. But uh, picked up another mountain bike and just got way into mountain biking. Did a little racing here and there and stuff. Uh, so one time I was out there. I didn't really get serious, but I was marking this course with my friend Dom for... Uh, this race we used to have in Bootleg Canyon okay. called uh, 12 Hours and 24 Hours Bootleg Canyon. And Dom used to own this race before Lifetime bought it. And um, we were marketing, and I got a call on my phone. I was like, oh, my mom, she lived up north. It was it was her number. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'll call her back later. But then they kept kept calling and calling. I like, oh man, I need to answer that. So um, I grabbed the phone, and I pulled I said, Dom, hold up, you know, let me get this call. And it was my, my stepdad. My mom was in the hospital, like, on her deathbed. Oh, man. I was like, oh, man. So I was supposed to do the race, like, the next weekend. But uh, I bailed on it, obviously. I, went, I flew up to northern Nevada. And basically had to pull the plug on my mom, you know, make that decision. And it, with all that, and then driving back home afterwards, you know, all that thought. What am I going to do, you know? What I need to do with my life type thing? You know. Like, I need to be healthy because all my family wasn't healthy, you know, and so they all died kind of young. I need to be healthy. So that's when I got serious into mountain biking and cycling and and, and whatnot. Uh, It was kind of a traumatic experience, but a year later when that race happened again, it's the last year, they had a 24-hour version. They only had 12 prior, and only me and Jared Fisher signed up for it, so they kind of canceled it. But me and Jerry Fisher showed up anyways, 12 hours early and did it, and then raced with the 12 hour guys. So that's kind of how all that adventure stuff kind of started. Oh, that's killer man! Yeah.
0: Wow. I, you know, I'm curious uh, about a few things from from the story you just shared. Um, but we'll start with the first one that came to mind was um, during your, your punk rock stages. You still listen to that music? Or, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh what yeah. Are you, like Bad Religion. And,
1: uh, yeah, I like a lot of Lookout record type stuff, like Screeching Weasel and stuff like that. Uh, okay. I'm actually going to Pennywise coming up soon, so Pennywise. I still go to shows. Okay. You're going to be uh, <laughs> singing Bro amp? I'm one of the old guys that sits up top and just claps, you know. Yeah. I went to a sh- uh, the Rage show uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago with some friends. Got in the mosh pits. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a bad choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got stepped on and hurt my ankle pretty bad, but... It was fun. Sure. Man, it brought me back to my youth. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I love punk rock. Yeah. Still, I'm still a punker at heart. Yeah, yeah. Always. I'll still, I'll still <laughs> throw in some, some Pennywise in
0: there. And, um, okay, rad, man. So, and then, and then going to one, something a little bit... Probably maybe just as impactful, maybe even more, it sounds like. Um, you know, the. the the, the existence of um, health being something important in your family, you know, and, and um, causing you to kind of uh, channel a lot of your energy to what you do now, you know, on your, your extreme rides. Um, you you still channel that, 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 um, that energy, you know, like, I guess, that type of experience that happened to you?
1: Yeah, you know, so when you try to do crazy rides or even races and you want to be competitive... You're kind of forced to have a lifestyle to where you eat a little bit better than you than you would do, wouldn't do if you didn't do that stuff. Yeah. So the energy's there if you want to do that stuff. I do eat a lot of crap food still. Like I, I like to eat burritos for energy yeah. when I do long rides. But I like real food. I don't like to have goo bellies and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But like yesterday, I could. When I do stuff like multi-sport, I did triathlon yesterday. Um, I can't eat burritos and try to swim or run. Yeah. Yeah. It's only like a bike thing. Um, so I had to. I have to eat nutritional type foods. Right. So it just all depends on the event, what you do. I'm. I'm not. I don't do too many extreme things anymore nowadays. Being busy, I have kids growing up, and doing all the events that they do. I got one of my kids in BMX right now. So. I try to just eat light, especially if you're running, and I try to eat a little bit of uh, smaller portions. I don't really concentrate on all the uh, technical things, like oh, you need to eat this kind of diet and this kind of thing. Yeah. I just try to eat pretty much healthy and real food. Yeah. If you if you do that, you usually can do well on whatever you do, and you kind of stay healthy. I mean,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Stay away from the fake. You know, preservatives and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's de- it's definitely always always better to to have something that's real from the earth, you know, instead of packaged. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely a good, yeah. great preference. Um, so, a little bit about um, I guess your your know-how of, of races, like you know, organized races and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your? Can you give us any insight into the, the evolution of that? Um, from your perspective from what you know whether it's here in Vegas or in California
1: or... Man, Vegas kind of took a step backwards uh, back when I was into mountain biking a lot there was a few different races here in town it was a, there was a guy named uh, Robin Brown that used to throw a couple of mountain bike races um, we had the Cactus Cup that we used to do at a mountain's edge and we had like Tinker Juarez and a couple other pros that showed up for that stuff um, and now it kind of took a step back um, but there's a couple groups out there that are working on getting that back in order. Uh, working with the BLM and with the uh, uh, Forest Services and stuff. Uh, and we got Steve Klaus trying to get the cyclocross movement going. And, and he brought the national championship here for cyclocross here in Beatty. We got Dave Spicer trying to mix things up in Beatty and bringing events there. Tiki's going to be there soon. So it's kind of went... It kind of was started off pretty well, went a step back, and now it's kind of reinventing itself for for dirt racing here. As far as road, same thing, man. Really, with crits and with TTs, and we used to have a couple of crits here and there, but mostly we had a lot of endurance type road race. We had a, we had two or three to look forward to a, a year, sometimes four or five, and now it's kind of died down to where there's like one, one and a half, you know, and. I don't know if it's the permits or the or the way the city's designed with the roads, and it's hard to like. You've got all these great roads for bike lanes, but none of them connect. So it's it's crazy. I don't know, but I think that the city, especially Henderson, seems to be recognizing that stuff, and it's coming together. It's just a matter of time. I mean, the public wants it. We've got all these groups working hard to make it happen. So I think. In the next couple of years, it's, the city's going to blow up as
0: far as cycling, mountain biking, and, and racing is concerned. I agree. I agree. I definitely, definitely share that vision. How was your uh, your experience yesterday talking about organized, uh, you know?
1: Oh yeah, triathlon. That's definitely taken a step back in this city. We used to have that. Used to be the thing that we had going for us really well. We even had national championship here before for triathlon, uh, but. But the BBSC group that does the few races that they do here, they do a fantastic job. Uh, Yesterday's race was fantastic. I loved it. I I like to sign up for the triathlons. I have a little bit more climbing because that gives me a little bit of a better advantage being a mountain biker and all compared to the flat stuff where these guys just take off on me. Obviously, the bike's my strongest point. Um, And so that's why I signed up for Pumpkin, man, because it's it's more of a climbing course for bike. I think it's known as the uh, most climbing bike course in, in Vegas or something okay, like I didn't that. I know that. For for triathlon. How, how, what's the climbing? It's like a couple thousand feet for the Olympic. Okay. Which is a lot for triathlon though. Most people like go to a triathlon and ride really flat downhill stuff. So it was good though. I mean I'm also training for the Las Vegas Marathon. It's going to be my first marathon, and I'm doing it with my wife, so I'm pretty excited about that. And um, so I'm kind of more focused on that, because I want to be able to hang with my wife. She's a hardcore runner. Oh, yeah? And um, so I ran a little bit of miles beforehand, because I was supposed to run 20 miles yesterday. So I thought, "Ah, well, if I run six, seven miles before and then do the triathlon, that's like equivalent to 20, right? (laughs) Some people, smart people, said, "Don't do it. It's not a good idea." I said, "Screw it. I'm doing it anyways."
0: <laughs> is, that, is that part of your your, your regiment?
1: <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. Uh, just do dumb things, I guess.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. That's insane. So I know I know you mentioned uh, a little bit about like while you're you're in the race, you were really really getting motivated by the people around you. Oh man, right? so. How was that? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, this
1: particular event has a lot of the college collegiate kids. Uh And they're out there. uh, I mean, you look at their calves and you see like 17-year-old, 19-year-olds, right? And being a competitive person like myself, doing it all since I was 12, seeing these kids pass you just kind of motivates you. like, oh, heck no. And you just kind of bust on it and go a little harder than you probably wanted to. Cause I just planned on showing up and just finishing like yeah. I said I ran before I wasn't trying to be competitive at all and uh, these kids that energy that they had and just seeing them out there I mean I saw a kid that looked like he was like 10 out there on a road bike I was like this is awesome it just boom it gives you a burst it's like yeah. eating a bunch of caffeine right before or something <laughs> it, it was crazy yeah, so yeah. I, it, it helped me help me go a little bit harder than I wanted to
0: and yeah did a little bit better than i thought i was going to do in the race mm-hmm. i don't know did you, did you have any um any friends in the race as well like anyone else that was kind of uh...
1: yeah i got these my two friends are, that i hang out with they live in my neighborhood we're really really close uh jared and justin and they were both we had signed up together um we're also all doing the marathon too they're doing yeah. it too but i'm kind of hanging out with my wife on that one um, and Justin's like a kind of a veteran triathlete. He's done a couple Ironman, Ironmen, and uh, he's really, really good. I think he placed second in his age group and like eighth overall or something. He's, he's a really good athlete. And then uh, Justin is just getting into the sport, and he just moved, so he hadn't trained at all. He just kind of showed up, and he was able to finish, so I was pretty impressed with that too. And the camaraderie that we have is, is pretty awesome. We hang out all the time.
0: Do you train for these events, these triathletes' events?
1: I try to, but not much. I mean, I joined the Masters group with Kara down at downtown Las Vegas. I I like that Masters group because they're not as competitive. They're more fun, you know, but she still kicks our butt. And um, that was just to teach me how to swim. So I do that two times a week. Um, I run with my wife for the marathon training, but I haven't really been on the bike that much lately because I just haven't had time with the business and everything.
0: So... Not really, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Are you big into the uh, to the data side of your of your training? No, not at all, man. Not at all. I'm not into that. Do you stuff wear anything at all. at all?
1: I do have a Garmin, and I, sometimes I wear a heart rate monitor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm not into the power meters. I had one. I, I have access to those for like nothing. But I'd rather just do old school heart rate monitor style, where you yeah. just. If your heart rate's not where it's supposed to be, you know what you need to do, you know? If you want to
0: get that heart rate up, you know what you need to do. For, for, for someone who kind of, um, I guess, you know, a, a lot of people learn about these types of things, you know, like how to train and work, or with the data or like a heart rate or a meter. Mm-hmm. They go into it because someone else suggested it to them, right? Um, if, if there was someone that kind of like on the fence, like, oh, you know, I'm not really into that, but you know, all oh, this person's telling me to actually look at it. Um, what would you tell the person who's just kind of, um, you know, just on the fence about it? Uh, you know, what, what, would be, what would be some good tips that you're, on your approach and just going off a heart rate? Well, you know, everybody's body's different, uh-huh. okay? So
1: for me, my approach is listen to your body. If you need to eat, uh, if you need to do a certain amount of wattage or anything you need to do for training, you just kind of listen to your body. And, and I've learned that since writing since I was 12. I learned what my body needs and how to do it. But this next person may be different. And I would suggest to them to get it, take advice from everyone. The, the master at dat, data and uh, at power meters or whatever it may be. And the guy that doesn't do that kind of stuff. Just kind of get feedback from everyone. I'm sure packing numbers and data is pretty simple. Once you kind of know what you're doing, but there's there's got to be programs out there that kind of does it all for you. You just got to know what you're looking for. So I would I would like I tell everyone just educate yourself, and then whatever's your style, you do. But know your body. That's most important than any data. Love that. Right on.
0: Right um, on. You mentioned uh, that you work a lot. Right? So you can't, you can't train as much So what, give, us, uh, give us a little bit of, uh, of insight into what, what your life is and, and you're an entrepreneur, right? You have your business on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kind of got have a small little business that I do What's it uh, about? So my business is called Hutch's Bicycle Garage And uh, I do consignment bicycles, used bicycles And I'm partnered with a couple of bike shops in town To so where uh, I take in some of their trading bikes Like if you were to trade in a bike, I'd take that trade in and sell it for them or some old inventory and stuff like that. Um, That's basically all I do. I started off kind of doing it for friends here and there and just kind of get people into the sport, finding good deals on used bikes. Um, We did that page that everyone's probably familiar with, the Las Vegas Bike Exchange. That's kind of the community page for anybody to do it without my services. But if there's a lot of people out there that are like me that don't have much time and don't want to deal with other people and being haggled and all this and that and the other. That's where my services come in. And uh, basically, I take your bike, say on consignment, we negotiate a percentage. I have a percentage on my webpage, but it depends on the person and the bike and everything else. Someone's giving me like $20,000 in inventory, I'm not going to charge them full price, you know. Or if they've bought bikes from me, you know. We kind of work things out. Um, I take it and I do... I put it in multiple places and websites, and I have uh, an eBay business account, all different places I I put, I sell mostly on the internet, but I also have a huge network of people in different states and in this state, like there's a I have a spreadsheet list of people looking for specific things, and when they pop up, I'm like, bam, you know, here's this one, here's this one. How did you, how did you create that network? How did you? Like I said, I started like 10 years ago with just friends and not really being serious, and then... I got more serious last year. I got 10.99 from PayPal. So when you make over a certain amount of money on PayPal, you get 10.99. My tax guy was like, "Bro, you need to like get an LLC or something." <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So that's when I went. And then once you start doing LLCs and you have websites and all this stuff, and you got bills to pay, yeah, you get a little nervous. And so I got a little nervous, and I started advertising more. And then that just built the business up. Okay. And so. I've been slammed with that, and I also have a regular nine to five. I work for the Clark County School District. Oh, okay. uh, I do facilities maintenance, and um, so I, I got to show up there every day. It, yeah, and then I got three kids, and it's it's just busy. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of times when people see me training, it's like three in the morning, and they're like, "What the heck? Is this guy stupid?" Well, that's the only time I have to go, or, or I do the midnight centuries. You know, it's the only time. So yeah,
0: that's right. all right. Well, on that, uh, when, when was the uh, your latest, I guess, adventurous ride? Uh, one, one of those rides that uh, are pretty memorable for you? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, it's not really latest, but it's probably the
1: most uh, epic. Eh, there's two pretty big epic rides I've done. And they both involved one person and Jared Fisher. So uh, one time he hits me up about three days beforehand and he says, Hey, Rob, let's go up to northern Nevada. I got this all mapped out. We're going to ride a couple hundred miles uh, on these old dirt roads on cross bikes. Um, it was, like, in February, so we're still kind of snowy spots. He's like, it should be about 16,000 feet, not too bad, you know. It's going to be a good time. We'll get up at, like, 2 and do it. It's like, all right, let's do it, right? So we drive out there, we park, and we get going. We're, you're on the road for a while, and you turn on this dirt road. We're going on a dirt road for a mile. It's been about 80 miles. We've seen one car. That's what makes this awesome, because you don't see nothing. Yeah. Right? We've seen one car, a couple animals, you know. So we turned. We took a right turn, one right turn, one mile too early. Right? We screwed up. He used his iPhone, and it screwed them all up instead of his map. And we were supposed to go a mile down. So we took this turn. He's like, this road isn't what it says it was. It was a little rump- bumpy. It should have been more for, like, a motorcycle versus a cyclocross bike. And so we're cruising and we get into this little valley and it goes like 50 directions. He's like, oh, he's looking at this map. He's like, I don't know. I think it's that way. So we go up that way and we're all of a sudden we're in the snow and like we're stepping and it's falling down to your, your, your knees basically. So it's, we're stuck on this little snow and we realize we're lost for about three hours. Oh my God. So we have about four hours of daylight left. We're about 92 miles in. We decided just go back the way we came. So we had another 92 miles to go back the way we came. And halfway through it, I was out of water, out of food. Jared had a couple gummy bears, and that about saved me. It was brutal, and then we got lucky. The one car we saw, we got all the way back to the road, so we were about 150 something miles into it. One car, it's the only car we saw, it was a truck. I was like, please stop, because <laughs> I couldn't handle another 40-something miles. Yeah, I was just yeah. dead. I was out of everything. And he stopped. And and we thought, ah, it's not that far. We were in the back of this dude's truck for like an hour and a half. That's how long. And that was driving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. So I was like, man. So that one was pretty crazy. That, was the, I, that, that ride broke me. I, that was the first time I experienced being broke yeah. mentally. Yeah. Normally, when you do these things, it's the mind that takes over, yeah. and that's how you get through it that thing broke we did something harder Uh, a few years later last year I think two years ago we did we did this thing called lowest to highest okay and normally lowest to highest you go to uh, Badwater in in Death Valley the lowest point of earth okay right and then you ride up to Mount Whitney on the bike it's like 120 miles and then you hike the top of Mount Whitney so you
0: ride and then hike
1: yeah but this year we decided not to do the hike Instead, we rode further to another mountain. It's like the third tallest over in that area. Mount Whitney is the tallest mountain in the lower 48. And this one's like the sixth tallest or something. It's like two mountains over, but it's another 100 miles. So we rode from Badwater all the way up to this other one. It was like 189 miles of nothing but climbing. And it was during the supermoon It was like a, so. It was fantastic. That's insane. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah, I mean, God. it was the it was the best experience I think I've had in a long time. And you just don't sleep. So we were up for like twenty seven hours or something. At one point, Jared actually fell asleep on me. He's on my shoulder. I was like, dude, get off of me. <laughs> the sun was rising, and in the last like seven miles, as you climb up to this peak, oh my gosh. It's average, average from seven to like fifteen percent grade, the whole time. There's one tiny little break. It was brutal, but it was so awesome. How do you even get up that? man? You just just hammer and pedal and just try. Not stop. Yeah, I you just can't stop. you just, it's just your mind. You just gotta your mind. You don't have to have power or energy really. Your mind just has to take over at that point. You know, you've been up for twenty six hours. You're like, yeah. I need to get up this thing. Do you notice when you switch onto your uh, mind power? Oh, yeah. You can tell when uh, when you got energy and when you don't have energy and when your mind just kind of takes over on these kind of things. You, can, you, know, you, you start to wander and you kind of get in this tunnel vision and it just kind of guides you there. I mean, I couldn't do that ride right, right now. I'm way out of shape. Uh, but... I don't care how strong my mind is. I couldn't do it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> they just did it another, like, last month again, but they did the hiking version. But, but the good news is when you do these things, uh, he always has someone lined up with a sag wagon. So we had a couple other guys. That, you know, there was this girl that did it with us, too. She's hardcore. She, she took a nap in between. Me and Jerry just kept going. But she took, like, a seven-hour nap. I then met us for the brutal climb and then just took off on us. was gone. We're like, see ya. <laughs> enough, enough help. Oh, yeah. She was up there waiting for us all happy and giggly. I was like, I'm dead to the world. And so, so that's cool. I mean, we got a sag. And the sag wagon kind of stops, too. So uh-huh. we, I had like nine burritos laid out. And just every freaking time it stopped, I had a burrito. And that just kind of fueled me the whole way. Wow. Yeah.
0: It sounds a little bit uh, like that Ragnar. Are you doing that? Race?
1: The race? The run? Yeah, the run. No, no. Actually, we're doing 25 hours of uh, um, Frog Hollow that same weekend in, in Hurricane. It's a okay. 24 five hour mountain bike race. We're doing a relay. Uh, Steve Klaus is doing a two-man relay. Team LBC is doing this. And then I'm doing a four-man relay because the next weekend is the marathon. So I couldn't really do... Back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'd probably kill myself yeah. being out of shape I am right now. But usually my wife does the Ragnar. They've come in second two years in a row. And so normally I can't do this mountain bike race because of it. I have to support her, you know. Oh, wow. But this year she's not doing it. She couldn't get her friends to go or something. So I immediately said, all right, I'm doing this race thing because I need to get it off my checklist, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what we were going to do if they were doing this is me and Jared had planned to just bike ride the whole event. Like start like the next morning and it's like 200 miles and just ride the whole thing. But they run right. and stop and give a little support here and there, but that's not gonna happen. Okay. He might still do it, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Sounds interesting. I might I might jump in on that something.
1: <laughs> one of those legs. You can come <laughs> do one of the midnight uh, moonlight centuries yeah. with us if you want. We usually start at like eleven. Uh huh. We got the same route we do. It's pretty flat, not too bad. It's like four thousand feet. Okay. Um if you want, you can join yeah, us on one of for those. Sure. It's, for sure. it's 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 something it's so I love being out there in the middle of night in the middle of nowhere where there's yeah. no one around. Yeah, you can really just kind of de-stress,
0: and yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah, the the um, a few months ago, five of us went out for a ride, and we did um, we did 150 miles. We went all the way out around Potosi to Barham. Oh yeah, all yeah, out, all the way around Mount Charleston and all the way back. Oh, that's a great yeah. one. Yeah, it's but it's like after mile you know 80 mm-hmm. is when you just start you just don't even know you're, you're riding anymore you know? <laughs> yeah. you just, like you said you're just in that tunnel you're know? mm-hmm. just kind of enjoying it and that's a good
1: climbing one too that's that's, yeah. a, that's a brutal one Yeah, yeah. one time we did a, uh, a ride from there was this guy that was riding across country my, my friend Mark Duncan he was like a firefighter guy and so he was like oh yeah we're going to support this guy Mark Duncan said so he's like stopped at all these fire stations so Mark drove us out bunch of us out to uh, um, Baker, and then we rode that back road on Baker with this guy, kind of brought him in, all the way around, he end up in like Pahrump, and then he end up over in Potosi, and then we went all the way right downtown area to the fire station where he was going, that was pretty cool, it was like 150 miles, kind of in that same area, it was pretty fun.
0: So tell me a little bit about, um, you, you mentioned that your, your wife is a... A runner. So, like, what's what's the dynamic with your with your family at home? Like, you guys uh, compete a lot? Uh, do nah, you guys train together? Like, we how, do how train does that together. Work out?
1: So, I mean, we're both really. It's really cool
0: that both of you are, you know, active. Yeah,
1: yeah. It goes back to what we talked about in the beginning to where we wanted to kind of have a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So, my kids have done a couple triathlons, even. They've done the Diamond Kid. How old are your kids? Uh, I have an eight year old, a 10 year old, and a 12 year old. And oh, they've wow. each done three. Uh, My 8-year-old boy is the one that does the BMX. He just started. He hasn't started racing yet. Coach Trinnell Henry is hooking him up. But, so, yeah, so at our house, we're kind of busy. We're really busy. I mean, I got one kid that's into theater, one kid that's into cheerleading, one kid that's into BMX, and all these other different events. So I'm always going around everywhere with the kids. And then my wife is a teacher, a full-time teacher, also coming home and trying to be with, do all the home duties with the kids and everything so she gets up early every single morning to run and some mornings i join her other mornings i sleep in yeah but she's she's pretty hardcore i think this is going to be her fourth marathon or something she she tries to do one every year this year will be two for her she's doing two this year because she's doing one with me i guess because it's a little slower for her i don't know (laughs) <laughs> so, like yesterday, she, on our training schedule, was 20 miles, so she still went and did 20 miles. Normally, it was me and her doing these long yeah. things, but she has her friend, her one of her best friends It's not even doing a marathon, she's just training with her because she's her friend. Yeah, yeah. And they went out and they started out there in Summerlin somewhere and ran all the way home to Mountain's Edge. Nice. So... I just support her and she just kind of supports me. It's always been that way. We have this calendar on Google and we look at it and, we're like, okay, today we're supposed to do X amount of miles. Uh, what do you got going on? Oh, I got this meeting. Okay, well then I'll do this at this time so you can go to this meeting. And we just kind of support each other. And we make it a point to always have a date night every week for each other without kids just to kind of talk and see how things are going. And we also when we train together like on runs we take it pretty easy and we kind of talk that whole time and just talk about different things you know like husband and wife do yeah for sure so I think it's a great dynamic to have something that you do and love with your wife or your spouse Uh, it's definitely helped with the communication that's one thing we've never really struggled with we're really good at communicating with each other and I think it's made our marriage really strong
0: yeah yeah I think um, especially I like that you communicate you, you you talk about things while you're you know kind of active too because mm-hmm. it seems like when you're exercising and you know, when you're, you're in that state of mind uh, it's a little bit easier to think too right so mm-hmm. your, your thoughts are probably a little bit more clear and, and, and you, you get to express yourself a little bit more uh, yeah. defined than, than just like sitting a, at a coffee place or something sometimes mm-hmm. you know Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool it's awesome man so you have three kids as well, right? Yeah, and and are are they into um, doing any type of triathlons? So, because I, I, I hear there's like a, a movement of like young kids doing triathlons now. Yeah, there's in a group, Vegas. There's a group out there that a couple
1: of them that Ron Gallagher uh, kind of mans up, and AJ kind of has has a little group too and yeah and those are the competitive ones i mean those kids are training and doing doing the deal they probably all beat me um (laughs) but then there's a couple of like kids specific triathlons it's a little bit shorter they're kind of fundraiser events there's one in henderson and there's one in blue diamond and we do the one in blue diamond with our kids every year they kind of only train like a month beforehand and then kind of show up on their like my son shows up on his bmx bike and just does that and so, I mean, they don't really, they're, they're kind of middle-of-the-pack kind of kids because they're not too serious about it. They're still just kids. Um, my oldest daughter is way more into theater and stuff like that and hates the bike, likes to run, Yeah. loves swimming. She's the swimmer, but hates bikes. Okay. So I was like, whose daughter are you? <laughs> and mean my, uh, my middle child, she, she loves to ride her bike all the time and loves to run, but hates swimming. And she, in fact, is going to be running with my wife. She wants to do a half marathon with her. Uh, um, and then my son, all he likes is the bike. He can't stand running. He doesn't even like to walk. And um, he doesn't, he's not a fan of the swimming either. But yeah. bike, I mean, all day long he's riding a bike. So I think it kind of, you know, I'm going to support no matter what they want to do. Of course. And... At first, we used to try to be like, oh, you need to do this triathlon, you know, the first couple of years, and they were kind of dragging their feet. Now, they kind of look forward to it every year, and it's kind of their decision. Uh, that was one of the parenting things we learned, is that we just kind of got like, kind of to let them decide what they want to do. So, I wouldn't say they're athletes that much, but they each have kind of their own niche of what they
0: like in the different sports. Okay. it's great, man. That's... You guys should... You... <laughs> Sounds like a great family, you know, very active and, and, uh, and, and engaging and, and open communication. Love it, man. Man, I'm really blessed. It's very cool. I'm so blessed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so doing, doing kind of like a big circle, what are your, what are your plans, uh, whether it's sports or business or, um, you know, just family? Uh, any, what's your outlook for
1: 2017? Oh, man, 2017's going to be a fantastic. I'm going to the tour next year. No way. I'm pretty excited about it, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Is so, everything set
0: already? You... Oh
1: yeah, we've already we, we booked like a, a big place to stay with those same two friends I was telling you about okay. in the neighborhood. We're all going with our families. Oh, We're man. gonna watch the tour. I'm gonna I'm gonna gain a bunch of weight and have my belly out. I yeah. don't even care. I gotta be on TV. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm not gonna do all that. But I am gonna run up there and, and 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 get on ride some of the course and cheer on some of the riders and But more so, it's a family vacation, and we're going to try to see as much as we can and make memories, you know, lasting memories. i sure. I was also going to do an Ironman next year, but now I'm not so sure if I'm going to be able to make that happen. Definitely going to do a half and a couple of uh, Olympics, some smaller stuff. I'm going to do a lot of cyclocross racing, I think, the end of this year. Okay. Um, Maybe I'll see you out there with me. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm going to do a couple of gravel grinders and just some more long stuff and then I'm, i think i'm gonna get back into the epic crazy rides my friend matt rosar is back in town now he moved back from australia and he's on the same page as i am to go out there and just get lost and camp out bike pack, you know do yeah. stupid stuff plus there's always jared he does one every week so all i gotta do is pick one <laughs> um so yeah i think that's kind of my outlook next year I'm, I'm not really into racing that's why i only do triathlon because you kind of race yourself yeah um just because you never know what kind of time you're going to have to train. If you want to be a competitive racer, you need to be serious, you know. But I am going to go and do some crazy stuff. More more cycling next year than running like I've done this year. Um, my wife's going to go stay with running. I, I hate running, so after this marathon, I'm pretty much done unless it's triathlon. And 2017 should be a good year.
0: Yeah, it sounds sounds like an amazing year. Especially that, that awesome trip you're here. You oh, to man, I'm so... Today. We already booked our place in Paris. Are you going straight to France, or are you going to do any other traveling? We're
1: going straight to France, and we'll probably take the train here and there. Yeah. Uh, I got some... Uh, Eddie Merrick's bikes is up there in uh, Belgium. Uh-huh. They offered a flat for me to come up there and ride with them. So uh, one of Steve Klaus' is like childhood friends, actually. So I'm thinking about going up there and saying hello to them take a picture of steve's dad and send it to him or something (laughs) yeah and then um uh my friend alex from open cycles Uh he owns open cycles they're up in uh i want to say switzerland or sweden or something wherever the germany border one is um he has a he has a flat too and he's like come up and hang out so i might take the boys and go up there and ride bikes over yeah. there and do yeah. a little
0: bit of You can you can go yeah man, you can travel really easily out there. Yeah, have you been yeah. to Europe before? No, this is my first time. Oh my god, man. You're gonna I'm stoked. Oh, it's a wow. whole month too. Oh man, so, <laughs> I know.
1: Nice. so oh, nice. I'm gonna see your colleague too. Cool, yeah. yeah I already talked to him. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. go see him and his baby, I guess they're have a baby by then, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. It's
0: gonna be a, a, a few months old by then, yeah.
1: That's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. Cool man. All right, any uh, special shout outs to um,
1: oh man i gotta give love to uh Felixer. you guys are doing great things for the community and i appreciate you guys um gotta give love to the shop that helped me out from the beginning with las vegas cyclery um gotta gotta remind people that they gotta support local racing it all starts with the nevada state championship in in Beatty this year um we gotta, we got to bring racing back to Vegas, man. It's got to happen. Uh, love the Lifetime Fitness with Pat. He does great things for the community as well. And uh, Check out my site, Hutch's Bicycle Garage. Follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter, at Hutch's Bicycle Garage and uh, Hutch'sBicycleGarage.com. If you guys uh, want a good deal on a fantastic bike for nothing, hit me up. We're making it happen.
0: Love it, man. Rob, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's dope. It's My dope. pleasure. All right, guys. Um, that was it. You heard it from the man himself, Rob. Grab some burritos and go out and get lost. We'll see you next time.